The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, and today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about how to use email to recover from a slump in sales. Before we get into that, though, if you would like to get our list of the top 10 books that we recommend you read to improve your email marketing, it's one of the resources that you'll find for free just by heading over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash resources. He has twice had to do a hypnotism show immediately before a live sex show. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he recently gave his mother away at her wedding. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. So I've been thinking about this. You know that old song, I am my old, my own grandpa, which is a hilarious <laughs> song anyway. You effectively were your own grandpa by, obviously it's normally the father of the bride, isn't it, that gives, them, that gives the bride away. Yes. But as your mother is 302. Uh, you <laughs> and I can only say that because she doesn't listen to this podcast. She'll uh, be like, Robert? <laughs> you were your own grandpa. <laughs> yeah, my own grandpa. I should just say for clarity, I didn't do the hypnotism show and then do the sex show. The sex show was somebody else. I want to know which one was ruder, your show or that one. (laughs) Hello, everybody. This is the show where we give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing to be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand spanking new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Well, unfortunately, I'm having to admit defeat because it's starting to catch on and it's very irritating. But thank you to everybody who is sharing their love for the podcast on social media with hashtag email (laughs) marketing Wednesday. Make sure you take a a photograph of yourself or a screenshot listening to this episode. Show us what you're listening to, where you're listening to it. Post it on Instagram or Twitter or whatever whatever tag us at rob and kennedy and uh, let us know what you're enjoying let us know what's going on also subscribe to the podcast while you're here as well because there is a new episode every wednesday and we don't want you to miss out on them we know that you're busy we know that you're distracted but at least if you subscribe on spotify or podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from at least you'll get a little notification every wednesday when a new episode goes live Yes, do that. Make sure you do that. Okay, so we've been talking to a few people about you. Might you might look at your your business and think, oh, it's a little bit a little bit quiet. It's a little bit tumbleweed. It's a bit crickets out there. We've taken a bit of a tumble when it comes to sales. You can sort of sit yourself there crying at your cornflakes a little bit, uh, or your tea, or you know whatever other other cereals are available, I guess. And you can think, hey, there's no. There's no sales happening. We've definitely had this when we said, oh, that that email campaign. In fact, we've got this running joke, haven't we? Like, oh, well, the interrogator campaign, that used to work a treat when we first put it in the business. And we've not made any sales off that. It must be a couple of weeks now. And then literally the words leave our mouths. In fact, it might happen right now. The le- words leave our mouths and suddenly ding, 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 and the sales start coming in. But in all, in all true, obviously it's, it's a strange thing, but it can sometimes feel like a certain campaign or a certain promotion a certain product doesn't sell as what you're feeling is because you you know you're thinking about different things all the time and then you go and check out the data and you realize actually 
there was that's actually not a problem. I think people fall into one of two categories generally. You're either somebody who always thinks, oh, it feels like it's been a while since I've made a sale. Uh, you know, I think the sales are probably lower than they are. Or you fall into the camp of people who are outrageously optimistic and you probably think you're making sales faster than you are. You probably think the numbers are racking up faster than they are. So if you're one of those people who feels like there's a real slump in your business, as Kennedy said, first thing is go and have a look at the data. You might actually look at, you know, look at January, look at February, look at March, look at April look as the months go on, you might notice that actually one of two things happen. One is it's always quiet at this time of year. Maybe you've got a particularly seasonal audience. Maybe they don't really buy as much when the kids are on holiday or, you know, something like that. And you'll notice that actually there are these trends to look for every year, in which case don't accept it. We're going to talk about how to combat it in in a second. That's part of what this episode will help you with. But also if you look at it and you go, actually, do you know what? I made more money this month than last month. It just feels like I didn't then fine, just, you know, carry on as you were. Everything's going pretty well. If anything, look at what you have done this month and figure out, okay, great, how do I do more of that? How do I replicate that? And um, there's a particular metric that we want you to be looking for in order to really figure out how this is all working out, right? Yes, everybody get your hands in the air for the EPSPM. That's the place you can go. <laughs> it's the EPSPM. When you're it's short uh, on your dough. That, exactly. Like, it's that couldn't be more... EPSPM. How long can you keep going with There's, rhymes for the sign of O? With your cowboy outfit on. I don't know what the rest <laughs> of it is. Uh, yes, we're here to have a good time. Doof, doof. We're talking about earnings per subscriber per month. ES. E, I can't even say it now, EPSPM, earnings per subscriber per month. And that's literally, if you've been in our world a little while, you're probably sick of us talking about it, but not enough people are still doing it. And that is to look at how much are you earning per subscriber you've got on your email list each and every month. And is that going up or is it going down? And the maths is simple. The maths is just simply how many subscribers have you got? Let's say you've got a thousand. How much money did you make from your subscriber list, email list this month? Maybe it was a thousand dollars. You divide one number by the other, and in this case, it would be one dollar. And that means you made one dollar per subscriber this month. And maybe next month, you might double your email list because you're a flipping legend. And you double your email list, and you've got 2,000 subscribers, and you look at how much money you made. You made four thousand dollars. Oh my God, it's amazing. Divide one number by the other, you made two dollars per subscriber that month, which means your earnings per subscriber per month, EPSPM, has increased. It's doubled in this case, right? That's the measurement. And what you're actually looking for here is to make sure, because loads of people are focused on list growth. Wow, I got an extra 500 subscribers this month. Wow, I got an extra 100 subscribers this month. Wow, got an extra 1,000 subscribers this month. And the truth is, if you go from 1,000 subscribers to 2,000 subscribers over the course of the month, like maybe you do a launch or you do some kind of event or something happens, somehow you buy a load of Facebook ads, something happens, and you're able to go from 1,000 subscribers last month to 2,000 subscribers this month, your amount of money you make should, in theory, at least double. If it doesn't, you're actually doing less effective email marketing. Let's just think about that for a second. You might go, wow, I had a thousand subscribers last month. I've got 2000 subscribers this month. I made $20,000 last month and I've made $20,000 this month. That's not a victory. 
really, because you've doubled the number of people that are receiving your emails and you're making the same amount of money. So you've, you've re- halved your effectiveness. You've halved you? the effectiveness, yeah. So actually, you should be less focused on how do I grow my list further and more focused on how do I make more money from the list I've got and continue that, maintain that as I grow my list. So just and bear mate, that in this mind. Is the reason, this is the reason we got good at email marketing because we couldn't actually afford to build our email list. We couldn't afford to invest in ads and stuff. Right. So we had to really focus on how do we earn more per subscriber? And let's be honest, we couldn't afford to do things that would upset people and piss them off so they would leave our email list because we couldn't afford to replace them. Right. We've talked about that before, I'm so, sure. So but, you want to be keeping so, a really close eye on the earning per subscriber per month to make sure it's actually at least staying the same as your list grows and, and not going down. That's the metric you're tracking. Right. So let's just say we've had a look at all of that data. You've taken a peek and yes, you are in a bit of a sales slump. It's gone down. Your earnings per subscriber based on this time last month versus this time this month is is dwindling. It's not grand. So there's a few reasons this can be happening. Like Rob said, it can definitely be a seasonal thing. And if you're happy with that, that's okay. But actually, I would I would make a case against that. In fact, let's just go back to when I used to full-time, I mean, basically not full-time, but my only online business was coaching other entertainers. There was this thing where every entertainer I knew, magician, after-dinner person, whatever, kids' party magician, all expected to be quiet in January, to have no gigs in January. And so guess what happened? They had no gigs in January because they didn't think, hang on, I've got a whole month. I've got 30, is it 30 days, half January? I don't know. September, what, stupid September April, June and November, all the rest have 31. So 31 in January. 31 in January. Okay. 30, oh, I've got 31. Dude, I mean, that's the stupidest thing. It's, it's worse than EPSPM, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so the... You've got 31 days in January, which are opportunities. They're not like dead duck days where no one's allowed to book gigs. So I challenged all my entertainer um, students and members. I said, "What can you find in that mark in in the markets in those in those times? Which markets can you find?" And the same thing for you. If you know there is a season, a month, a time of the year when, in general, people in your existing market don't tend to buy from you. Is there something different you could do? And that's what this is really about. The reason there are slumps in sales is generally because your audience has stopped listening to what it is you're saying. They feel like they've heard it. They feel like they know what it is. And the moment there are people who have not bought but feel like they have heard what you've got to say, that's the critical time when you realise I need a very different way of saying this. And the way that I like to think of it as, is like a new shop window. Think about your local, like a really nice shop on your local high street. They change their shop windows every season, maybe multiple times a season. They might even change their brand or their logo. There are many websites which are commonly changing these kind of things. Big software businesses do the same thing. Why do they do it? Because... We need to make sure that we overcome this resistance in in potential customers' minds, which is, oh, I think I understand, or I've heard that before, I've seen that before. Yeah, I mean, think about when you last went to Google, right? Most of the time, if you're going to go and search for something, you go to Google, because where else would you go? Ask Jeeves. You go to Google, and you're searching, you know, um, how to make apricot jam or whatever it is you're looking for. Uh, But most of the time, you just get on with your search. You what? Apricots and jam. Apricots and jam. You go and search for stuff and you tend to like not really give it a second glance unless it happens to be 
George Washington's 100 and whatever he'd be birthday. And suddenly Google have changed their logo up. And now it's got little George Washington sat smoking a pipe or whatever he did. Uh, sat in his, I'm showing off my lack of American history here. Did George Washington have a pipe? I don't know. This little hat on, his little curly thing. So he'd be sat there, I mean. Uh, and it's in the Google logo. <laughs> it, I hope that's not a picture of George Washington's little curly thing on Google. <laughs> But you know what I mean, right? They take historic events or things and they put it into the logo. And when it happens, and sometimes they're animated, sometimes if you hover over it, something happens. And that makes you pay more attention, build a deeper relationship with Google. Now, slightly different thing that we're trying to create here, but it just goes to show, like the shop window thing, the difference between a very passive, oh yeah, that's the Google logo, there it is. I reckon they could mm-hmm. probably change the word Google to Poogle and most people wouldn't notice like because we just sort of it's just there in the background. So if you don't change something particularly, uh, that's a dog search engine. Uh, that's what it should be. Um, if you don't like if you don't particularly change something, there's, then, then people are going to become blind. We used to talk about this idea of banner blindness that, you know, if you just have the same stuff on your website all the time or ad blindness, people become blind to the banners and they become blind to the ads. And the truth is people become blind to your general messaging. We love the complete daily email strategy, our approach to sending an email every day and having it make sales all the time. But the honest truth is, if in our case, we've really got one main product, that's our membership, The League, most of the time we just send daily emails about The League and that works a treat. But every now and then we can just feel there's a slump in open rates, click-through rates, attention rates, sales rates. And the only mechanism that we've got to fix that is do something different, veer off. Instead of zigging all the time, make sure that you zag. Not like usually zigzag is talk about, you know, if everyone else is zigging, make sure you zag. In this case, sometimes you've got to do it for your own business. Sometimes you've got to zag instead of continually zigging over and over and over again, right? Sometimes you've just got to say, right, I'm going to stop talking about that. I'm going to talk about this. Or instead of sending people to my sales page every day, I'm going to run a campaign where I send them to a free video first. And then I'll retarget those people with emails when they click to something else. So we've got a bunch of campaigns that do that, like the Black Widow campaign, the Daisy Chain campaign, stuff like that. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's about the shop window. It, the stuff that's in the shop, you're still selling lovely sweaters or you might be selling your lovely course about how to grow your Instagram following. That's what's inside. But the shop window dressing is different. Instead of, hey, go to my sales page at mylovelycourse.com, you might be sending them to mylovelycourse.com slash video and there's a video you explain a thing and you or a special offer it might be that you put a a bundle together there's a thing that dan kennedy classic uh, marketing guy called the mother of all offers where you would pile a bunch of stuff together and say you get all of this when you buy today you can do that kind of thing so what are the different ways you can present and put an offer together and what's really interesting is you can have lots of different offers, different ways of presenting the things you bundle it with for your one product. So initially, we tend to offer things, and most of the time we offer like, hey, come, for example, with our, with our membership, The League, join The League, and you get all these amazing things inside The League. That's what you get. That's what our members love, right? But every now and again, we'll go, right, let's do something different because we've got a bit of a sales slump or we've got, we want to just keep and prevent a sales slump mostly. And we'll say, great, what have we got? Right, we've got this program. Why don't we say if people join in the next three days, we're going to include this program. Or when you join, you're also going to get this thing. Or you're, going to, you're not going to have to do that. Or we're going to give you this extra. 
what else, how else can you present this thing? It's not just to do with like including free stuff. It might be that it's discounted for a few days or it could be that it's presented like from a video rather than a video, than a written sales page. You're going to do it on a webinar. You're going to do a challenge. You're going to have a live event. You're going to do a week long of, of live streams. Literally, I mean, I'm just making things up, but these are all different window dressings for the for the same one shop. Now, the other thing you can start to do here is watch for the indicators that might suggest that a sales slump is coming. Because let's face it, if you're selling stuff by email, people don't get to that sales page without like clicking on your links and paying attention to your emails. So start to watch over time for some of the things that might lead to a slump in sales. For example, if you're just, you know, let's say for the last month, you've been sending an email every day with a story and a lesson and, and driving people to your sales page for your thing. Over the course of that month, you might just be in totally honest, you probably will see a slow decline in the number of people clicking those links. For example, in our business, we send emails and it's probably 70 or 80, maybe 90% of the time, they're just straightforward. Go and have a look. Here's a link to the league if you'd like to join. Now, of course, what that means is that we get much lower click-through rates because people have looked at the league already and they've either decided I'm going to come back and join that next week or next month or in the future. It's not right. It's not the right time for me right now. And then when they are ready to join, they click on the link. And what that means is that we get fewer click-through rates. But over time, you will start to track your click-through rates and notice that if you've got a general downward decline in click-through rates, maybe it's time to change this up, right? Maybe fewer people are clicking on that thing because the thing you're sending them to is uh, something they've already seen. It's something that they, they don't think they need to go and look at right now. For whatever reason, your messaging isn't convincing them. So you don't just have to watch for a slump in sales. You can watch for the indicators that might lead to that slump in sales, like fewer people clicking on your links. And just to re reiterate what we mean by these different shop windows, think about how large brands do this. And that's just as further, uh, further evidence as to why we all need to be doing it as small businesses. Like, look at all the different stories that a, a running shoe, like a trainer or sneakers, as they're called in the States, they, they all have these different adverts which have a different story in them to get you to think about their trainers in a different way, right? Or if whatever product it is, right? So... Can you create a different shop window? Can, that's what you should be doing. As soon as that slump's coming, say, okay, we know there's going to be a slump there. We can see the indicators or we're in the middle of a slump. I need to get out of it. What we're going to do is create a different shop window, a different way. So usually we email to the sales page. Right, that's it. I'm going to do a live into our Facebook group on Tuesday next week. Every email this week's going to be leading up to, I'm doing a live on Tuesday. Come and join us on the live on Tuesday. Whoa suddenly you're saying something different. You're not talking about this membership thing you always talk about. Suddenly you're talking about this live. That's now interesting. Suddenly you're doing this challenge and suddenly that is interesting. So cool. So this is something that you can actually look for. It's something you can combat. It's something you can prepare for as you see it coming. And it's something that you can react to when you notice that it's already happened. All you need to do is switch up where you're actually sending people to and, and, and change that dressing around the, the whole thing. Totally, totally. So, uh, well, actually, talk, speaking of all these things, we've got something really exciting uh, happening at the minute, haven't we? Yes. So right now, we've actually got something really, really special that we'd love you to grab. We created one of the one of our favourite ways to drive people to something unique and something different. A different shop window is by using one of these five day challenges. They're all the rage. You see loads of people doing them online because they work really, really well as a great way of selling your stuff. They do have a few problems with them, though. Problems that we encountered when we started doing it. And we bought a load of people's expensive coaching on how to do these five-day challenges. And all of them still had these problems 
problems in them. Like, how do you get people to actually participate? How do you get people to actually convert? And a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And so we realized that all of that stuff can be, should be fixed with email. And we dug into it and, and spent a couple of years really nailing that down. We probably did five or six challenges, refining it each time along the way until we actually got it completely nailed. And we created something called the Dual Reality Challenge. It's a really cool automated way to have these challenges just run for you. You can build them once, you can run them as often as you want, just drop your subscribers in and it just works to get people to register, participate and then buy from your challenge. Now, uh, up until this point, uh, the only way to get that campaign has been to be a member of the league or be one of our one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching students. But right now, we've got the opportunity for you to grab it, all of the emails, all of the social media posts, all of the stuff that goes along with it, so that you can take it and deploy it in your business. And if you want to grab that, all you've got to do is head over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash campaign. That will give you an instant way to change up the shop window in your business and start selling more of your stuff with challenge. Yeah, so just head over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash campaign and you'll see everything that's included in that amazing bundle. If you've run challenges in the past before or you've thought about running challenges for your business to give us this new shop window, then we give you literally everything. How do you get people to register? How do you keep them interested between the moment of registering so then they actually participate? And then when they're participating at the end, how do you make sure that they convert on the end if you make some kind of offer for your products or services? We give you the whole, every single email, every single bit of of influence and psychology that we build into our campaigns. Literally, this is one of our challenges that you're getting and you'll be able to use it in your business. So that's emailmarketingheroes.com slash campaign. We must tell you, if you are listening to this at some time in the future, this offer will have gone away. This is only available for the next five or six days. So if you listen to this right now, go and check it out before it goes away. Because when we don't plan on making it ever available again, it's literally a very fixed uh, term thing. Just because, um, just because we're actually teaching it as a live class in a in a week or so's time. So if you want that, grab it now at emailmarketingheroes.com/campaign. Now it's time for this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Okay, what you got? This one is just the words "leave me alone." Full stop. Uh, which I think is an interesting contradiction, bearing in mind that actually it's us as the email marketers who are bombarding them with emails. Uh, and actually, you know, bad email marketers would have subscribers wanting them to leave them alone. So it's an interesting contradiction there. But yeah, it's just the subject line, leave me alone. Uh, that was actually done as uh, part of a split test against another subject line. And leave me alone was the winner, which is interesting. Hmm. Really and the really whole the whole premise of the email was about the fact that most people get really really annoyed by SMS text message marketing when they get sent these these messages from people and, and a, a specific case where I got annoyed with it and then we went on to talk about the right way to use SMS marketing alongside your email marketing. Absolutely love it. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Well, of course, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode and a brand new guest. So make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. And we'd love to see where in the world you are tuning in from. So do us a favor, grab a screenshot of this or just say something lovely on social media. We're at Rob and Kennedy on Instagram and Twitter and pretty much everywhere else as well. It'd be lovely to see you there. And that's it. We'll see you all next week. Bye.